0: I say Look order now You're going to Love Via Hemp Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one time Free sample Of their award Winning gummies 21 plus That's ViaHemp.com And use the code TSFS at checkout Support the show Tell them I sent you And enhance your Everyday life With Via Hemp <laughs> there we go Like this time <laughs> There we go <laughs> I'm so- I'm already talking To Ashley Darby And it's I've, I've completely Lost uh-huh. track of the show <laughs> Sorry, Ashley Darby. Okay.
1: That's yeah. okay, Sarah Fraser. I'm just hey. a squirrel in your world.
0: Woo! Woo! It's a podcast, hey. not a cast, pod. Hey, free. Every day she'll make you say. Oh, oh, my, god. God. oh my god! She got the scoop hey. on pop culture news, so grab a drink, it ain't what you think. It's Sarah and the crew. Oh Ooh. my god. The crew today is so good. She's so gorgeous, so funny, and just, I love how down to earth you are, Ashley Darby. So, Ashley Darby from the Real Housewives of Potomac is here on the Hey French podcast. (laughs) And she's live. And of course, we've been yakking about. Everything that's going on in her world on TV and behind the scenes because we've known each other for, like, years. Years. And your mom used to listen to me. Like, uh, you and your mom used to listen when I was on 99.5 on The Cane Show. Yeah. And your mom is still a big fan. Huge fan of you. She
1: actually tried to get me to come on the show on 99.5. She emailed you, I think, when I was Miss DC. She did? Yeah. She oh, my God. You. Did I write her back? Um, I don't recall. We're going to say yes. We're just going to say that you politely let us down. But yeah, it was like, and she's so, I mean, she's obsessed. She's like your biggest fan.
0: I love your mom so much. She loves she you. She makes cameos, by the way, on Real Housewives of Potomac. Cameos? I mean, yeah. Well, I and, mean, and she's, she's like a star this she's year. She's a star. She is. Yeah. So um, we have a lot to get to. We wanted to get to Ashley first and talk about how your Easter was. And of course, last night was the premiere of season three, which yeah. is congratulations Thank on you. season three. Thank you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a bumpy road, but we're here. Okay. <laughs> Has it? Why? did, you, did there, Was there a moment when you didn't think the show would be renewed?
1: Well, a lot of people had some speculation because Real Housewives of D.C. didn't do well. So automatically they drew the comparison.
0: Right. You know, so right, we kind of right. had that
1: working against us. But, you know, we came out shining.
0: Yeah, you did. You yeah. really, really did. And it's now special. I feel like this season is going to have the most drama of all time. Well, it's just like anything as relationships evolve,
1: whether it be your friendships or your, your marriages or your interpersonal relationships... The more time you spend together, the more drama naturally evolves. Because you get more comfortable with each other and people start irking the mess out of you. Yeah. It, I know. It really
0: is. It, yeah. It's so can I true. Can F word on here? Yeah, of course you can say oh, fuck okay. all the time. We say fuck all the time. Oh, oh my god. T- yeah. We're like, okay. not appropriate I, in I any mean, way. I mean, I see it
1: on your Instagram, but I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to get kicked off the show. I can't, no, I'm, I'm comfortable here n- now. No
0: way. By okay. the way, for those of you guys, we are live on my Facebook page. It's Sarah Frazier. You can just hit pages. And if you have a question for Ashley Darby from Real Housewives of Potomac, you can leave it at any time. This woman is an entrepreneur. She is owner of Oz Restaurant in Arlington. She's also a reality show star. And I mean, just- Dang, and now yoga.
1: Yes, so I'm a certified yogi now. I did a 200-hour training in Florida, got all into my zen, learned a bunch of Sanskrit that I don't remember, but, <laughs> like, girl, I'm in it. My downward-facing dog, I can do all of that stuff. Are you going to come take my class?
0: Yes, I am totally down to take your class. I mean, I'm not really, like, that mobile, and I feel like I'll be the person that farts in class, so, like, I'm really nervous Please about that. Please do.
1: It <laughs> always, because everyone in yoga, like, they're so tense, and they're trying to get the pose so perfect, and then as soon as you hear a little, it's like, oh my gosh, that <laughs> just totally lightens the
0: mood. It's amazing. Oh, really? So you look forward to the fart? Yeah. Okay, good cuz yeah. I feel like I will completely be that person like I'm always terrified like either that my vagina is going to like queef or like I'm just going to start <laughs> farting. <laughs> true oh my
1: god
0: that's so funny i love it you have to so
1: my first class that, that I'm is doing, like my
0: yeah i'm sometimes i have to like you know how the yoga instructor is always like go at your own pace and um you know if you need to take a break like usually when i have to fart or queef like i'm like okay i'm gonna uh, stand up now and just close my legs hold it all in suck it in <laughs> suck yeah, it in yeah because i no. was like i'm still at the age that you can hold it by the time you get to like my mom's age, like she's always just like i stand up and fart like she just can't help. Just she just air just coming out of their yeah. flatulence. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that happens. though. <laughs> don't. It actually happened while I was at yoga. So this one girl. I mean, I don't know why she just couldn't stop queefing. I don't know. I I, I was like, do you have a problem in there? Is there like something you can take? I, it was. She was full of air. Oh my god. than being full
0: of shit, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. you know. That is so true. Yeah. Uh, so look, we're going to talk to Ashley all about her relationship because last night, and I saw mm. all over Twitter, people were giving you a really hard time about moving back in with Michael after essentially the setup was that Michael Uh-oh. sort of said, here's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. This was uh, almost a year ago now, right? Yeah. I moved down in February of, February of last year. Last year. Yep. And how long have you two been married?
1: We've been married for four years this year. Dang, Damn, girl. Four years. Yeah. But And how long have you been together total? Seven. Seven years, I think. Yeah, something like that. And I feel like you go through the seven-year itch is real. Really? Yeah, I do think so. I have the five-year
0: flea, so I really want your advice. <gasps> is that <laughs> a thing? Did you <laughs> just make that thing? up, Sarah? <laughs> I did. I did. And last <laughs> week it. on the show, we're going to read, um, we call it Pineapple Mail. Those are all the fabulous emails that you send to Sarah at HeyFrage.com. You can email me anytime. And of course, people reveal all on this show, which is terrific. So, oh. oh, that's I, exciting. Oh my, Everything you can imagine. From We just had a listener last week wanting to know if she could have selfie, selfie time in front of her pet or if it was weird that her cat was in the room when she was using her vibrator.
1: Like that's the type
0: of show topics we have.
1: Oh, did you tell her no?
0: Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, like
1: (laughs) I mean, the cat probably it can lick itself, so like it
0: it doesn't have any qualms while it's doing its business. (laughs) Neither should you. Just say there you go. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk to her about her um, Ashley's relationship, and then I want you to weigh in on, of course, Black China. I'm a huge fan of Black China's, but she had a little bit of a meltdown at Six Flags. Um, this actress, there's a major petition to have her take over for Princess Leia. I want to see if you like this, if you are yay or if you are nay on that. Okay. So we'll get to that. And then also, um, I want to share with you, I had a great Easter. Did you have a nice Easter? Yes. What did you do? I
1: stayed right on my couch, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he Yes, I, did, I didn't rise. Really? No, I didn't. I, d- I did <laughs> t- yoga for a couple hours and then I went back to my couch.
0: Oh, look at you. Yeah, but I had Jesus in my heart, so all you need yeah what do you, you I want to hear yourself? well I had a great Easter but I do want to know if you think I'm a bitch or not because I did I uninvited Dan my boyfriend because we've been going through it for the past like week or two yeah. about you know we've been having this real sort of moment about not spending time together and I'm feeling like our relate like if we don't spend quality time together how is our relationship going to move forward agreed Okay, so I want to know, then, was it a bad idea? Because my family was giving me a really hard time. I was like, I don't think you should come to Easter. So he didn't, and my family was like, why are you complaining about wanting to spend time with him, and then you uninvited him to Easter? <laughs> they, so they, were, they made me feel like, I was like, I totally am doing the right thing. And my family well, was like, are you kidding? That was the craziest, batshit thing you've ever done. Why did you uninvite him? Do you it think was, that was a bad move? It was a little bit of shots fired. Really? You know? Yeah,
1: because... Oh. I, I mean, it's really interesting you say that because you want to have one-on-one time with that person, but you don't necessarily want to have that time with someone else and a bunch of other people. How do I... Exp- like... Right. I kind of understand that you wanted your alone time with the fam.
0: I kind of get that. I, I need And, you know, because we're at this space and and I'll talk more about this because I, I I know you and Michael have been through this. But, yeah. you know, we are we have both very busy careers. You right. know, Dan works in youth sports like he's gone seven days a week. He's coaching mm. at night. He's coaching on the weekends. And then my business is like crazy. I started sort of working more because he was working more and I, I didn't want to be like kind of downtime and bored. But then I'm like, all right, when are we making time for each other? When do you have sex? Um, we're good at having sex. Like, we usually oh. have sex a couple days a week. So, I'm, oh. I'm still, like, and we're five years in. So, I'm like, that. I think that's pretty good. Yes, I'd say. <laughs> a couple times a week is good. Like, that's real good. For five years, right? Yes. I'm impressed. Yeah. So, but we don't hang out. And that is my biggest complaint in our relationship. Like, we do not, we don't really have hobbies together. Like, we've talked about it for years, but then we never make the time. You really have to try. You have to make a
1: concerted effort. A relationship is literally work. It is a job. It is a job, isn't it? Yeah, because you're your whole person, and you have your own thoughts and your own feelings, and you have to conjoin with another person. And you have to make space for that other person in your life. That is, it's
0: work. And I think that's the thing, like, what I know for sure is like, our relationship is so good when we spend time together. Like, the month of December, we were together all the time and our relationship Mm. was so great. And that was actually like the first time I was like, okay, I really think I wanna marry you. Like, this is like, I'm there. Yeah. I'm like, I can see this. But then we get into work and back up, like ramping up his schedule. And then I don't see him for like two months and I'm like, How can I marry you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so Monique actually, she gave me this
1: really good advice. Monique Samuels. Monique Samuels gave me this really good advice that relationships go through seasons. So just like you have the summer where it's hot and, you know, you just want to, like, go skinny dipping in the pool kind of thing. You also have the winter where it's cold, it's frigid. There are no leaves on the trees. (laughs) So, you know, and maybe, maybe you guys are just in winter right now.
0: Uh, Yeah, we are a little in winter. But after winter comes. That comes the summer. And that's when it's hot and everyone wants to take their clothes off. Yes. You know, here's the thing. I wish I could just remember that summer is coming when I'm in the middle of winter and Mm -hmm. I lose it. Mm -hmm. That's like the problem. You know what I mean? That's all of us. But that's
1: mindfulness. You have to. We have a saying in yoga that even though you see gray skies, there's still a blue sky. Or even though there are gray clouds, there's a blue sky behind it. Ooh. I know girl, all types of deep shit that happens in yoga. I'm telling you. Maybe
0: that's the secret is I need to go to yoga so like I can kind of balance cuz we're like great yeah. and then I really lose it.
1: Yeah, it's not really yoga, just mindfulness. But you know, Dan has oh. to do it too. It's yeah. 50/50. You know like you're like two halves of an orange that have to come together to make a full orange. <laughs> Okay. I
0: like all these analogies from Ashley yeah. Darby. This is I what I do in
1: yoga. Like, we draw all these comparisons, you know, like, oh, yeah, we get real deep. Like, you're a butterfly in the cocoon. And right now, you're just m- metamorphosizing,
0: but soon you will be a butterfly. Like, we get all
1: deep, Sarah. <laughs>
0: That's what try. you have to look forward oh to when you come to my class. Uh, Gary Lewis says, Hello. Ashley looks gorgeous. Michael Cannon oh, also you. says, Hi to Ashley. You look amazing, oh, darling. Thanks, guys. thanks for joining us on Facebook. And you can always be sure to share the video uh, with a fan of Real Housewives of Potomac that wants to hear more from Ashley. All right. So, really quickly, I want to take you through these pop culture shows okay. before we talk more in depth okay. about um, Real Housewives and what we can expect this season. Okay. Um, so, one of the first stories is Black China. She was at Six Flags, ended up losing it on a woman who apparently. apparently... Apparently wanted pictures of her kids. Kind of kept coming after Black China, and I wanted to play this video for you guys and see what you think. I am a big fan of Black China. Here's China. She's taking off her jacket. Black (laughs) China. That's Black China. China. (laughs) These people are filming China. I know. So she ends up, and then she ends up swinging around the um the kind of like DC born and bred right there. Don't play with it. (laughs) Don't play with it. That's it. Came out. That's how Feast <laughs> came out, girl. You don't play. I know. She really does. I know. I always forget that she's from D.C. Yeah, she used to work at Stadium. She used yes. to make a clap on the stage at Stadium. <laughs> she yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get to see China when she was working? Unfortunately, no. Oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been to time. Stadium, but girl who hasn't when you see when they they like climb up on the ceiling and they do the things things.
0: their thongs are in neon i'm like okay i like this (laughs) some ideas for dan Mm -hmm. (laughs) i need them Um, (laughs) also so meryl streep is the actress that people are petitioning to have her be the next princess leia so i wanted to see if you thought that meryl streep is the right person for princess leia
1: i'm just not really sure why this is a thing
0: well, like... because Carrie Fisher died. And so they're going to be keeping the Star Wars. Are you a big Star Wars person? Um, No, actually, I'm not. Really? Uh, yeah. Because you're kind of a nerd on your social media. I know, right? Yeah, I love no, it. that.
1: No, that's not my jam. My friend Tahira, she is, though. Like, she has a Darth Vader figurine and stuff. Like, people are hardcore dedicated to this stuff. So oh my I God. understand. There's, like, a whole subculture. Um. You know what? She's she can do absolutely anything. I just love this woman to death. I think that there are better things to petition for. Um, <laughs> like your J- like your why? John Hancock should maybe politics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have of- a, a couple of them. Yeah. Couple of them. We won't get into specifics. So I mean, she's graceful. She's great. I love her in Mamma Mia. She was in Mamma Mia, right? That was her?
0: Yeah, she was in Mamma yeah. Mia. I actually think, you know what? This picture of her that we're showing you guys right now, um, she looks very much like Princess Leia. Like she's kind she of does. like standing back, like shoulders back, like Carrie Fisher had the hair. I'm almost like envisioning mm-hmm, the buns. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? Meryl Street might be good. She might be actually good. She, for I this. think she would, yeah. She could be there's some potential there. But I I say yes. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm feeling who, it. But who else would you put in there if you don't have Meryl Streep? My vote is Sandra Bullock. <laughs> She's too young, right? Is she too young? I guess. I mean, I guess in the universe, maybe um, Princess Leia is like too old. <laughs> well, because Carrie Fisher. Okay. You're like that's a
1: bad fucking choice. You're like Sandra Bullock. Like Sandra no, Bullock. No. Girl, she can also do no wrong. These two people, Sandra Bullock and Meryl Streep, honey, love them to death. Beyonce, Meryl Streep, and Sandra Bullock. Like that's my trifecta. Right there. Roseanne Barr. She should be the next. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Did you see the, um, Roseanne read Wendy Williams for filth? Did you see that? No. Oh, honey. Because so Wendy Williams talked about um, Roseanne's ex husband, Tom Arnold, how he was saying some stuff, right? And and Roseanne goes, I don't think we want to talk about husbands, do we, Wendy?
0: Ooh.
1: And all of a sudden, Wendy Ooh. was like, mm. Wendy, <laughs> just shut
0: up. Oh, my she God. Sure that did. is the
1: perfect
0: clapback. Oh, right? my God. And from Roseanne Barr of all people. Like, girl, who knew you had it in you? Uh, well, Roseanne back in the day was like a great stand-up comedian. Like he she was. was so funny, and I mean, and people are loving the reboot. Have you watched? No, I didn't see it, but apparently Donald Trump did. Oh well, he like loved it too. He loved it. Yeah, I mean, I'm everybody's like, I, wow. had massive ratings. Like eighteen million people Girl. tuned in for the reboot, which is insane. No one tunes in for eighteen million. I, I mean, know. Like we get three three million for Housewives. She got eighteen million. I know. Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, we need Um, Roseanne on our show.
0: Last pop culture story, too. Charlize Theron is getting a lot of heat this morning. She has two adopted children. Uh, The son that she adopted is from Africa, and now she's dressing him like a woman, which an inside source says that her son has asked for the past two years to dress in dresses and tutus. She resisted for a long time, but she's finally given in. So her son is there at the left. Like, if you guys are are watching on Facebook, you see the picture, and the the little boy is wearing ballet flats. The older one? The younger one, the older one. So, the older one is her son.
1: Oh, see, I couldn't tell. They both look like daughters there. Yeah, exactly.
0: But I'm surprised that people are even giving her a hard time. Like, Aren't we at the stage where like your kids kind of whatever they want to dress, however they want to express themselves is fine? If there's one thing that Angelina Jolie has taught us, you do need to let your children express themselves. I mean, Shiloh, Hello. Shiloh has been living as a man since what? Literally like two weeks old. <laughs> like came out of the womb with a, like, yeah, just like <laughs> with, with a mustache. mustache. <laughs> like, you know, she was she was
1: ready. She had it. So, I mean, unfortunately, we do live in a very binary society where it's like you're this or you're that. I I appreciate that someone is
0: thinking outside of the box. I do, do too. I mean, do you think, though, a lot of people are saying that, and I don't know, I don't have kids, so I can't really say if this is true or not, but a lot of people are giving her a hard time because they say that kids at this age don't really ask to be dressed um, opposite sex, that a lot of times it's the parents encouraging them. That is the most false thing I've ever heard. Kids, they are naturally curious.
1: If they, if you give them this, they're automatically gonna want this. Right, you know. Right, right, right. So, I mean, when you when you show them all that stuff, they're gonna want to choose other options. You know what, Charlie's girl, you end up, you just, she's so humanitarian. She's like, <laughs> "Kumbaya" all the time.
0: Let the woman live and let the baby wear a dress if he wants to. Gosh, you're darn. Like, let the baby have the dress. Um, so, my Easter, you know, of course, my family gave me a really hard time. So it was a rough Easter for me because they were. Very, and my family loves my boyfriend Dan, so they were very upset that he wasn't there. Um, so my mom decided to get drunk and have a dance party. <laughs> And my mom appears on this podcast from time to time. She is like the most oh my God. Oh my gosh, I, I love her. So here she's now, okay, if you're watching this, this is so <laughs> mortifying for me to show. So first of all, my, oh my mom God. had breast cancer like three or four years ago. Okay. And she like she didn't want a fake boob at all. She just like had the mastectomy. She rocks like a fit like a just a fill in boob. And then she just takes it out all the time and doesn't wear it. So, so <laughs> She's I love dancing, her. holding her one boob <laughs> as part of her dance moves. There she is. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. That is so amazing, Sarah. My mom, Alicia. And my brother can't stand her. He's in the background. He's like, no.
1: <laughs> Get it, baby. Uh-huh. That's
0: right. She's feeling it. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you, do you have these dance moves, too, in your repertoire? Oh, my God. Yes, I totally do. It goes on for, like, a whole other minute. Oh I actually God. wet myself. I know. That, that was my amazing. Easter. This was my Easter Eve. Like, my mom just, like, had, like, a half a bottle of wine and started dancing to <laughs> It's Raining Men.
1: Oh, This is going to be me. I know. Oh, my I God. Know.
0: This is, like, crazy. So, anyway, <laughs> that was my Easter. Sarah. That's so awesome.
1: Um, but you know what? When people have cancer, they're after they go into remission and once they battle that girl, they take on a whole new lease on life
0: all they- new my mom is so oh my god and you know when I was growing up she's like an Irish mom right so like Irish moms have tempers right like she was oh. always you know she'd be great and then all of a sudden like she would hit you like not like bad but you oh, know girl, yes, always... I got it I got it with a <laughs> slipper with a switch yes. with a belt yeah I got it you know it. how it mm-hmm. goes right yep. She is so like mellow now and nothing like bothers her and she's totally say la vie and like lives in the moment and all like no stress and she's like this will all pass like it, she is my favorite person it's beautiful to talk to about like because she just has such this calm And it's almost too when people go through those life changing Experiences it's almost like a calm that they have All the time yes it's not like put on Where one minute they're like Very calm and collected and the next minute it's just like She co she just exists like that now Yeah when you stare death in the face boo I mean it yeah.
1: transforms you it really Does my uncle just battled leukemia And his whole, his whole Perception of everything like he touches Things differently he really he things Smell different
0: Really? Like
1: all of his senses have been affected by that.
0: Oh my god! And he's now cancer free.
1: He's cancer free now. Oh my god! He actually god. just did this video for Johns Hopkins because he had such a remarkable
0: story. Really? Mm-hmm. How old right. is he? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Yep. And how long was? It, when was he diagnosed? Uh, he was diagnosed two years ago, and then he tore
1: his aorta because chemo, I guess, wears on your oh, heart. Oh god! Yeah. So he had he survived a two percent survival rate. Basically, they got oh him to the gosh. hospital in time. He was about, yeah, girl, it was, um, you know, I'm actually about to start crying, so we're not going to. Oh, okay. We're not yeah. going there. No, we're not going to uh, do that uh, People yeah.
0: really loved Mama Fridge. They were like, she was awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you, Grace. Gary Lewis says thank you as well. And then uh, Marcy is saying hello from Tel Aviv. So she is a big international fan, oh, Ashley Darby. Lahayam. Oh, does that mean hello in? Uh, no, I think it means good luck. Right? Oh. L'chaim. <laughs> Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Mazel tov means tov. good luck. L'chaim. L'chaim. Uh, yes. We're all Jewish speaking. We are. Yeah. Um, So, look, let's talk about you. You are the star of Real Housewives of Potomac. And I am the star, Sarah. The star. (laughs) The star. (laughs) Thank you. I I guess Giselle is a close second. I know you two girls are friends. Yes. And I like her a lot too. Yeah. yeah. But you two steal the show. And I'm a big fan of Monique's as well. Yeah. So the premiere was last night, and we get caught up as we were talking about your relationship with Michael. And I said when you walked in, I'm so happy and proud of you guys that you moved out and you're making it go again. Yeah. So what brought that all about that you guys are trying to make it work? Well, honestly, it was my yoga
1: journey. I know it sounds cliche and corny, but... Being able to take a step outside of myself and consider another person's feelings and thoughts, I was like, I, I was empathizing more with Michael. And I started to see where maybe I contributed to some of the issues in our relationship.
0: Ooh, that's okay, deep. like what? Yeah, for example, um, what can you share? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
1: a good caveat, what can I share? Um, I would say that my ego is very big, right? Yeah. And being on reality television, you have to thicken your skin. Mm. And unfortunately, I was taking a lot of that out on Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of the stress and the pressure. Because, yeah, like when people write things about me on social media, it gets to me a little bit. And because he's the closest person to me, I did take it out on him.
0: And of course, people really don't know the real story. I mean, even though you guys are real on the show, they're right. still only showing very small snippets—right? Four minutes of, of course, you know your twenty-four-seven life with Michael. So, well, unfortunately, they actually get a pretty good
1: snapshot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the producers no, who the make thing. television are like—I said—they're they're psychologists. Really? Honestly, they can perceive and premeditate human behavior better than anybody. What?
0: They need to work for the FBI, CIA. Yes. They, Wait. In what way? Like how they set up? Like they just sense or know? Like you and Michael are going to go down a path where you're going to start arguing. They. It's like they can kind of start to see little um, triggers,
1: and I, it's so weird. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to tell you how I know that tidbit of information. I'm trying to get nobody fired. But, like, there are certain things (laughs) that, like, I'm like, how did you? You have a what? How? Oh, yes. Really? Well, of course, that's brilliant because that's their business. And
0: they do get the best out of you guys. Yep.
1: They would for you, too, boo.
0: So where are you with Michael now? Because like I said on social media last night, looking at some of the tweets, a lot of people were giving you a hard time for essentially Mm. saying like, you know, you're just moving back in with Michael for the money, which I'm sure you've heard over and over. But a lot of people also said, you know, if he kicked you out, why are you coming back? And you kind of got into it with the yoga journey. But I mean, obviously, Michael must have shown up for the relationship, too. He must want to make it work. He did. Actually, Michael had one foot out the door already. Really? Yeah, he took some convincing
1: to come back. But I will say about the money comment, so part of what I thought, one of the reasons I thought I was in my marriage was for the financial stability. I thought that was a component, right? Right. But then when I had money, I realized that I actually really like this man. I really like him. I have, I have a couple commas in my own bank account, right? Yeah. So I don't necessarily need him for that, but I want him
0: in my life. Really? Yeah, it was a moment. But now your mom, when you're talking about financial stability, your mom is a big factor, which I can totally relate to as I'm playing the video of my mom. I'm so close to her and I'm always like she lives in Maine, but I'm always so excited for the day that she like comes down here and lives with me. But your parents are a financial worry and your mom kind of went through some hardship. She declared bankruptcy a couple of years ago. And that seems to be a source of tension between you and Michael. Right. So, why, yeah. Tell us more about why. Well, one of those things you have to
1: negotiate in a relationship is your family structure. Right? Mm. So you have to consider what the other person went through and their family life to understand how your whole relationship will function. Michael and I don't view parents the same. He had an abusive father. Okay. So his father was an alcoholic. He was physically abusive to his mom and to all of his siblings. So his his idea of family is very different from mine. I came from a very loving, a very showering family. Yep. So he doesn't really have that same approximation of how how much you need to give to your family. And he's not very close to his brothers either because his dad you know, kind of prevented that. Right. So his family dynamic is just so different from mine. So he doesn't quite understand. And also it's cultural in the black community. We have this idea of like, that's your homie. Like if I come up, if I eat good, you're eating (laughs) good too. That's your homie. Yeah, like when
0: the the homie is there, you, you stay down for the homie. So what, what, what does Michael give you a hard time about? Just that you are financially helping her or, he, or Michael feels like some of the money you two have made together then goes to your mom and he has a problem with that? Well, Michael works really hard. Let me tell yeah. you. I
1: mean, the risks that he takes for his business, I couldn't even begin to understand them. So he works hard for his money. He doesn't really think that it's fair that I... Sp- I spent it the way that I did because my mom has a partner who is not a very uh, good partner. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to be PC for, for the sake of her, but he is not a good man, honey, and you know it.
0: And um, <laughs> hey, don't worry, my mom just got divorced at 68, and she was with my stepfather for like 15 years. Really nice guy, actually, but they had like nothing in common either. Mm. He didn't. My stepfather didn't want to travel. My mom did. They just really could not coexist. And I, and she for years would call me and she. I'd be like that's it I'm leaving him blah 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 oh yeah and I said to her finally probably five or six years ago I was like mom I love you so much but do not call me again and talk to me about your relationship until you have signed the divorce papers because I've heard this story for 10 years you're never gonna leave and if you're gonna leave leave and okay. then she called me one day and she's like do you know where I am I'm like no she's like I'm at the attorney's office with Andy and we've signed divorce papers I was like, oh. You did That's it! That's big. And she has been so happy. And there's yes. a woman who's been married since she was my my father passed away when I was in high school. But they were married for like 19 years. I mean, she's been married 50 years of her life, right? And, and she is single now. And she has to relearn.
1: She's like relearning how to operate. It That's... took her
0: about 10 minutes. And she's like, I'm never getting remarried yet. <laughs>
1: she's now, 10 she's now she's getting drunk and having dance parties. So tell your mom. I love it. But you know, it has to happen in their own time. Yeah, and that it does. is really hard for me because... I want it to happen now. They've been together for 15 years. Wow. I'm ready. Yeah, but like I hear that story. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you just now. Let's just finish it. But it's in her own time. Right. But at the same time, it's not right for me. It's it's not working for me. So it's my time to take a step back from the relationship. But she has to come into her own when she wants to sever the ties, cut that umbilical cord. Because honestly, he acts like a child. So you know. (laughs)
0: I love, I love <sighs> that you're so honest. Girl. Now, one of the other things I admire about you is you're an entrepreneur Oz Restaurant is what, almost three years old? Oh yeah, we're going into our fourth year. I love, what I'm so proud of you, uh, this is one of the other things I admire about you as a person and a friend. But you know, from the start, when you opened that restaurant, people were like, this is never gonna last. Like, people gave you no fucking credit. You know, they gave you no nothing. And you guys have made it work. I live in that neighborhood. I go there and I go past there and I see it's like so bust, like there's tons of people. The brunch scene is awesome. You need to go to Oz Restaurant. It is fantastic. Fantastic! You guys have modified the menu. So, tell me what you've learned being a restaurateur. Um, that is the it, <laughs> first of all. Restaurants are the
1: absolute most difficult industry.
0: <laughs> That's sorry.
1: because they're ever evolving. And I had this discussion with my chef. Part of the the obstacle is everybody eats, right? Everybody eats. Not everybody can. Can build a car. Not everyone can be a host. But absolutely everybody eats. So everyone. So they're a critic. And they're going to be a harsh critic. But at the same time, you have to just accept and realize that this is the industry you've chosen to be in. So um, the biggest thing I've learned is to listen Ooh. and realize that I am not the most knowledgeable person that I know.
0: don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life.
1: I thought I was, but, and sometimes I still think I am, but I'm really <laughs> not, you know? And so it, it, I have to get feedback from other people and I have to consider other people's opinions. When someone gives me some feedback about Oz, instead of taking it to heart, I have to say, oh, well, maybe there's a point to
0: what they're saying. You know, wow. learn how to take out the constructive criticism. Damn, you have really worked on that ego. Brr. You are like, there ain't no ego left. You're oh, in here really? like, I listen. I t- and I'm sitting over here like, really? I'm the biggest bitch. And I feel like the world's about <laughs> me. I got to get to this <laughs> yoga class. No, I mean, don't don't get it twisted. Like sometimes, you know, I, I call it zen in
1: juice. I have a little bit too much zen in juice and I get a little drunk off of it. And that's when I get a little crazy. Yeah. So listening to people has made a huge difference in your business. Yes. And especially with my husband. That's part. He's my right. business partner, you know. And so I was very like obstinate. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know restaurants. He really does. He's a businessman. And I wasn't giving him that credit, to be fair.
0: Wow. Yeah. So that's really turned their business around.
1: 100%. And he's had such great ideas. Like we now do our um, dinner and booze special. So yep. for a flat price, you get to have, you know, basically unlimited alcohol. It's, it's the reverse of bottomless brunch for dinner. We just applied wow. that same principle.
0: Are you really proud of yourself that you stuck with it? Because it did look at times like you guys were ready to fold that. oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: I give I myself a lot of pats on the back for that. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I was ready. Honestly, it was you like ready to- taking a toll on my marriage, taking a toll on how I was feeling about myself, my self-confidence, because I was like, I'm putting all this effort into this. Why isn't it working? Why 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 aren't I just having all this magical, fruitful success? Yeah. But then I was like, well, you know, maybe you're just not as perfect as you think you are. Drinking out of my um, really nice... Cr- uh, Your TJ Maxx goblet. Is that where this is from? Yeah. Girl, this is fancy. I like this goblet.
0: <laughs> you can probably, you can take it with you. Oh, thank for you. you. For Ashley Darby. Oh, thank you. Get you get to keep the mug. I
1: feel like it's like my... my uh, I need some special juice in here, though. This water ain't cutting at no moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We do have some Moscato. Would you like some? Oh, no, thank you, babe. You that's, sure? that's too sweet for me. Okay, sweet beer? Enough. Yeah. Are you oh, a beer girl? You seem like yeah, you're kind of a beer girl. Yeah, I drink girl. Corona Light. Corona light? Yeah. Really?
1: That seems like the shittiest beer. It's the most delicious. <laughs> but you know, no lie. I don't know why people put I lime love- in Corona yeah. light.
0: You got to let that thing just be for itself. It's delicious. So, That's look, funny. I want to ask you, too, about this season, because last night I thought, I, I, I said this to you at the beginning of the show, but I truly think season three is going to be, like, your breakout. Like, I think you guys are on your way to Real Housewives of Atlanta status. I really, really do. Do you think so? Yeah, because the drama is so good this year. And I do have to say, Karen Huger's tax stuff does seem, like, super juicy. I mean, for, it really appears like her husband withheld that until, like, two hours, basically, before it was going to hit the internet. Did
1: you? hear what Ray said Ray said I mentioned it to you before <laughs> did you I mean and I had I had closed captioning on and it definitely said that on my screen Ray Huger Karen, Karen's
0: very smart really is she's she?
1: very smart
0: but that tax trouble is legit it is legitimate yes it is legit wow yeah I mean that's a shitload of money I mean I guess he said I've heard anywhere from he owes 1.4 to 4 million to the IRS I don't know My only
1: issue is Karen says that she and Ray filed separate income taxes, but um, from what income, Karen? You didn't work for 20 years, so on what did the IRS tax
0: you? Uh, great question uh, The jury's still out, I haven't gotten an answer And that sounds like my, maybe where they're having some shady issues I know, but I'm like sitting there going, oh my god I hope she learned from Teresa Judice. Like I hope she knew what was going on there I know, and that's part, of, Teresa's my friend So, and I saw that, it was actually I'm oh, Teresa No, no, no.
1: <laughs> she's, she's got some pretty thick skin, girlfriend does not play
0: Oh my god, she yeah. has the thickest I she mean does. that woman is like, what can she not handle? I know, she's amazing
1: Yes. Any daggers that are thrown at her, she bounces back from. So that's why I do feel a little bad for Karen. I do. I empathize with Karen because I saw and I talked to Teresa about the toll it took on her life. So I'm like, dang. But at the same time, Karen is just so inauthentic about things that it's hard for me to even really feel for her. Because I'm like, what am I even empathizing with? Like, who are you?
0: Right. Jury's still out. That's a crazy place to be, you know, because like it's so you can you can see the front, you know? Yeah. I'm hoping for her sake that Karen
1: learns to be a little bit more authentic, just for the sake of her whole zen.
0: Well, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out this season. And what else, like, what is different for you this season? Is there something that's, like, sticking out for you significantly this year? Because I think this season's going to be great. And... Um, I'm certainly more vulnerable this season. Really? Yeah. It, people
1: say that the longer you have cameras around you, the less you notice them. And that is so
0: true. Oh, real? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It becomes like second. It's like being in front of a microphone. At first, you're so conscious of what you sound like and what you're doing. And then eventually, you're just like. You're so right. I know. And then I talk shit about everybody and it's being recorded somewhere. I know. I'm going to be dumb. But you know, I live
1: for your talk shit moments. Girl, oh my gosh. You have me dying. You did one recently. Um, shit, I can't remember what it was, but, but it, was, was it the Black
0: China one, I think. And you, and I did one on the Grammys or something that you shared, which I was so grateful. You were like, you put it on your Facebook page. You were like,
1: this shit's so funny. But maybe it was that, <laughs> but you're just like, your, your commentary is amazing. And you know, it's funny because I listened to you on 99.5 for so long and now
0: I get to see a completely
1: different side of you and I love this side.
0: I know. Well, that's been very hard for me to do. Speaking of being in tune, because on 99.5, you know, I was always sort of, you know, you talked about, we, we sort of talked about whether you're in TV or radio, you play a role, yeah. you know? And and it's kind of based on how well you play it. But my role on 99.5 was to be that voice of reason, to be the doe, to be sweet, you know, to be everyone's sort of girlfriend. Right. But the reality of it was, behind the, the scenes, is I was a huge shit talker. And, you know, I was, like, more graphic than any of the guys on the show. <laughs> like, more, like, dirty, and you know? And it was kind of a side... That that I didn't get to show people. So right. now people are like, oh damn, I didn't know you like were like this. But that's actually fun. It's like, you
1: not everyone needs to know everything you have up your sleeve. Like some things yeah. you have and you just need to unleash them when it's ready. And now is the time. This is your time to shine. You know? Thank you. Yeah. And now it's like, and now even people are even more intrigued like me. I'm like, oh, I have to watch this. I have to hear what Sarah's talking
0: about. <laughs> oh, what shit is she going to say now? It's good, though. So what advice, you know, I, I think you really have been such a great role model on TV for women. You've well, put it you. all out there. You are super authentic. Yeah, um, maybe and- too much. No, not at all. I okay. mean, you're that person like I feel like I'm becoming. You know, it's like one part of you is, you know, whatever. You are you confront people. You're in their face. You're finding out, you know, the dirt on them. The other part is vulnerable and sweet and trying to find your way yeah. in life.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the reality with everybody. We all have two sides. We're all multifaceted. Okay? Yeah. So for anyone to think you're one-dimensional, honey, you need to do a little introspection because you are certainly <laughs> not. So, yeah, and it is a challenge because... Um, while I do care about the women on the show and I love them, they sure. still really get on my nerves sometimes. Like oh, God, genuinely yeah. get on my nerves. And so that's what people are like, oh, my God, reality TV is fake. No, it's really not fake. They really irk the shit out of me.
0: They really, really fucking do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure. They put like the – you yeah. and Robin and I mean it's – and there's a whole other – oh, my God. I mean I think the storylines are so good. The fact that Robin is back with Juan, it's like this – uh, you can't never make this shit up. Juan, though. What do you mean back Well, with? you're right. But now yeah. it seems like maybe he actually likes her this year. You know? <laughs> <laughs> does, like, at least they portray it that way. They're like, oh, Juan suddenly seems in.
1: <laughs> um, their relationship, like my relationship with Michael, evolves. Right. Right, right, right. Honestly, like relationships really are a journey. And that's why I think some people last is because they do understand that it's a journey. Oh. Once you get that in your mind, once you have the seasonal cycles like that we talked about earlier, once yeah. you have that, you are able to
0: sustain a relationship. You just have to you have to wait out the bad parts, babe. So, what, I mean, you do seem like you've just come in here and you have so many great like sage little things of advice. But what for women? Oh. I mean, because you really have pulled yourself up by the bootstraps. I mean, you did not come from money. You no. weren't born into it. You know, you've shared those financial struggles. So, like, what's your one thing for women and especially living your life so public and out there, that yeah. you would tell them to either work on or do for themselves or be patient with? Um,
1: certainly taking it easy on yourself. But there's so much mm. pressure. We're always comparing ourselves. There's a saying that comparison is the thief of joy. Because when you're comparing, like, oh. I feel like I should be, you know, as a yoga instructor, I should be able to do a handstand and then da, da da like X, Y, and Z person. So then I put so much pressure on myself. And it is so detrimental to my well-being because then I start, I I forget to see my good attributes and what I actually do positively contribute.
0: Wow. I just start
1: focusing on the negative. And that's a a very natural thing to focus on the negative. It's a conscious effort to shift and think about your positive things. Are you a good friend? Are you a good listener? Do you cook well?
0: You know, like there are other things that you
1: can think about.
0: Yeah. Oh, and the comparison thing. I have such a hard time doing that. Like going online and you're like, I should be doing this person's content. I should be being like this. I should be doing more on my Instagram. Like, it It's so crazy. I've had to really, I, I follow fewer and fewer people. I'm like, I have to turn this off. Because it just becomes so much of a trying to one-up people that don't even know that you're trying to one-up them. Right. Like, but, what am I but doing?
1: But then you fail to see how great Sarah is. Yes. Because you know?
0: Sarah, you have so many talents.
1: And oh. if you're—if nothing says it, you're launching longevity in this industry speaks for itself you know thank you So that's why that's the positive like in the morning sometimes i wake up and my heart's beating really fast and i'm like oh shit what am i gonna think about today what's gonna happen today and then i'm like dang my bed is really comfortable my pillow feels so nice and then all of a sudden i my tension in my body just goes away wow shifting the focus it's oh my hard God. don't don't get me wrong Ashley
0: darby you're amazing you're like the little guru
1: Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> be prepared for my book that will be
0: coming out. And I'm actually going to have a book out. Well, I'm doing um a clothing line. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: When? When is it? So this it's launch? in the works. Um my main goal is I really like graphic tees. Like my one here says young and Young Young and and fearless. Fearless. So
0: cute. And
1: I like these things. I think graphic tees are so cute. But now they're all like, you know, namaste in bed. I really don't like that. I actually would like to wear a shirt that has a meaningful quote. And so (laughs) I've been collecting meaningful quotes. Love it. And I have some shirts that I'm making because I think like, you know, it should speak to people, maybe my age group and who are just finding their spirituality. And those quotes keep me centered. I have them plastered all around my house.
0: Oh, my God. I can't wait for that. But like I'm gonna give you one. I want one. I will yeah. 1,000% wear it. Yeah. I want you to pick one out that matches my personality. Yes, yeah, so I got you. Now, when can we? where are we going to be able to find this? When is it going to be out? So I've already
1: made some prototypes. I'm going to do a photo shoot first. And then I'm Love going it. to see, because cost is very high.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. I know to make merchandise. It's not cheap. It's not like you think. Oh, hey, I'll just make these T-shirts for three dollars. Like the T-shirts uh-huh. like, are fifteen fucking dollars to That's manufacture. That's exactly right. Fifteen like, dollars. You know How did you know that statistic? Well, I'm making this on my own. <laughs> okay, that, <laughs> I got my own. Yeah, I, I got my own line. I just wasn't really ready to announce, but I'll announce <laughs> it. Oh, I love too. it. Is it. going to say give hey you one age? too. Yeah, it's going to have some hay phrase, and I'm really into this lip. Uh, things we found. Ooh. AJ, our producer, has this amazing friend who's an artist who creates all these different wild lips. So Ooh. the theme is going to have some lips on it. I love it. And you wear bright lipstick. I do. That's I your jam. love pink lipstick. Like I'm a pink obsessed person, which yeah. I know is like a little. Like... I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, Sarah, <laughs> at all. I <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell. tell. <laughs> all right, look, we do a thing. We um, take pineapple mail and um, we read them from listeners. So I want to just have you jump in on this. So okay. as I told you last week, um, I basically shared on this show that Dan and I were kind of going through this phase. We were in the winter and essentially we don't spend any time together. Okay? So two people have emailed me. This is from an anonymous guy uh, with thoughts on what I should do with my relationship. Oh, girl, you open a can of worms. Okay, let's do it. But as someone, you know, you invite people in to comment because I'm I sure do. everybody watching has the solution to your marriage, right? Amen to that, sister. Everybody <laughs> has a right. Dr. MD behind their name. You should do this with Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like- <laughs> Fuck off from Arkansas. Really? I mean, that's what it's Hi, this is Karen from Arkansas. And I think if you gave Michael more head, you guys would be in better shape. Karen, fuck that you. That was amazing. Oh, my God. they're that, always, That's they're, the kind of shit I get. And Andy Cohen does that all the time. He's like, um, okay, it's not me, but this is Barbara <laughs> from Tennessee. You're like, bullshit, Andy. This is you from New York. <laughs> you from New York? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I love Wait, that. Wait, <laughs> producer AJ here, I have to ask Ashley. One, I need one of those T-shirts. Oh, got you, boo. Because I hate the namaste in bed. I need some actual real quotes. And two... I love Andy Cohen, but Paul warden he always tells me that Andy is like behind the scenes kind of mean. And I need to know the truth. Is he like, can you give us like the DL on Andy Cohen? Um, Andy is a very multifaceted person as well. Let me tell you. So, and he's a Gemini like me. Ooh. Oh, okay. So we have, and I actually see that thing that I mean, we're going to talk about this <laughs> meme. So I'm like, wow, that I'm actually about to do that right now. Um, so he has his signs, like, and you have to understand, he's dealing with all of our personalities, all of our drama. Okay. Oh, yeah. So can you imagine a man having to deal with all that estrogen?
0: That's a lot. That's just, it's a lot. I mean, the guy is like, he's just an incredible man. You know, he's created created just such an incredible niche for himself. I'm sure you're so busy at that point. And the hard part is, as you know, the busier you get and the more people want to talk to you and admire you, it's wonderful. But then it also becomes exhausting and you're like, shit, every minute that I stop and I'm talking to this person and they want to be on TV and all this stuff is just time away from, you know, your own personal life and then what you have to do. So I always envision him being very busy.
1: Yeah, he's busy and everyone wants to be his friend because that's the illusion that he creates on TV. But like you said, he can't. He just can't be friends with everybody. And we all think like we all look at Andy because he's our boss. You know, we all like, oh, you know, (laughs) we just want Andy to like we want to kiss the ring, you know. But Andy's like, you know, he's 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 not
0: giving it to us. Now, is he who you really deal with if you have an issue? Like if there's really. but No, he he has other people yet. No, no,
1: he's he's a big dog. Yeah. You never
0: really call Andy. No, no.
1: Giselle does, though, I think. Really? Yeah, I think Giselle and Andy are He friends. does
0: have, like, a few of his favorites. Like, I feel he like does. Bethany, you know, Bethany's yes. on his list.
1: I don't take it personally, though, Andy. It's okay. It's cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Whatever, I Andy. Really don't. Well, I'm already, sorry to but- Anderson Cooper. No, oh,
1: gosh. He's so beautiful, isn't he? He is,
0: yes. And that Stormy Daniels interview was, like, Amazing. No, I didn't see it.
1: Michael Michael thinks that I'm like non-American because I didn't watch it, but I'll YouTube it. (laughs) I got it.
0: It was really good. Um, All right, here's our pineapple meal. You can always email me any question that you have, anything that you want to reveal in your life. I mean, the crazier, the better. That's what we do here. Um, And it's Sarah at Hayfrage.com. So here's on my relationship. Hey, Sarah, first, I enjoy your spring break. Secondly, yes, I think that one should marry their best friend. The best advice I received from my grandparents was if the sex is good, that's a good thing because looks will change our over time, but similarly, Interests, conversations, and spending quality time last forever. I was fortunate to marry my best friend for the past 19 years this coming August. We have similar interests and separate interests. We allow each other to grow and learn from new experiences, sometimes separate, sometimes together. But at the end of the day, we get together and talk about our day or experiences. I'm still a part-time musician. I'm lucky enough to have a spouse who enjoys my pastime and allows me to play, quote, rock star on occasion. Uh, Thanks for doing a great show. I think ultimately, though, you do have to have some interests together.
1: Yeah, that is true, babe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Do you and Michael have hobbies?
1: Or like, what do you
0: do together? We play
1: sports together. We're both pretty avid. Um, athletes, so we hike together. We, yeah. We this isn't looking good ball.
0: for my relationship.
1: No, but you can try. No, we're not. We're not planted in the ground, girl. We're moving. You're
0: fluid, Dan. You're fluid. Be fluid, Dan. God damn it, get some fluidity. Get some fluidity. <laughs> How about this? This is a long one, but I'll abbreviate. Okay, hey Sarah, I just finished uh, episode 234 this morning. I feel what you're going through with Dan. I'm going through it right now. My boyfriend and I have been together for about four and a half years, and we just relocated to boston we're both out of the house anywhere between 12 and 16 hours on any given day and he works a rotating 12 hour shift schedule on top of that he now has his weekend his kids two weekends a month yeah we move closer to the kids he brings the kids over for one full weekend a month that requires him to be on dad duty i'm really not interested in ever being a mom Ooh. So when his kids are around and with us for the weekend, it keeps me on edge and it's not very relaxing. So maybe one weekend out of the month, we get to actually spend quality time together. I even go as far as to send him a calendar invite reminder that we should get together. Yeah. Girl,
1: I feel for you. Obviously,
0: every relationship is different and I can't Hmm. speak for you and Dan, but what I'm learning through my current relationship is that communication is everything and that the delivery of that communication defines how it's received. Which is so true. I have to say, I'm not good at the delivery. I usually blow up.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's actually probably 90% of the argument.
0: To circle this back around uh, to what was discussed on the podcast, no matter how busy we get, we need to make our relationship a priority as much as the other priorities in our lives. If we don't, then we become roommates in passing or just splitting the bills to get by. Oof. Anyway, this is turning out to be a very long (laughs) email, more than I intended. So if you've made it to this far, uh, just know that I believe relationships um, all struggle to find quality time. And no one really talks openly about it, especially when strong, independent, work-driven women are a part of the equation. Every relationship is different, and there isn't going to be a defined equation for how much uh, time you guys need to spend together. You and Dan just need to have a mini come-to-Jesus meeting to regroup on priorities and not let life get in the way of spending time together. Don't pursue the five-year flea. Keep fighting. That's good. That's some really good advice. But I will say to her. Yeah, what do you think to her? I mean, that sounds like, to me, I would leave that relationship. Maybe yeah. I'm not really in <laughs> No, because
1: you have to have your non-negotiables. You saw Patty Stanger, right? Yes. She, the, the, so kids are obviously, they're a non-negotiable, right? Because those kids aren't going anywhere. Right. So she has to establish early on whether or not she can deal with that. That's one of those things. Like, there are five.
0: You usually have five non-negotiables. I know. that's The kids are a big. And, and that's the thing. Is I've And you, Michael, has kids. I've dated a man. I dated another guy for five years who had kids. And I was just like, I can't. I heard about it on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> 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 And you remember Ed. Yes. And yes. his kids were really sweet. Like his kids were really sweet. His ex-wife was super easy, like super, super easy. But, you know, you are basically a stepmom in yeah. some regard. Um, Yes. And, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. and you're always <laughs> sharing him. You know, you're
1: sharing him with them. I could never be with someone who had young kids. So I'm just going to say that right now. I couldn't do it. It was
0: really hard. Yeah. yeah. And obviously it didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now, now you're on to bigger and better things. This is good. This yeah, is good. I know. Well, it could be on to another five-year flea, but... Well, I,
1: I do think that you have to have a conversation. Have you guys talked? Have you actually talked Well, we uh
0: we sort of abruptly, a little, but then, you know, I went to Easter to kind of like collect myself. Yeah. So tonight is our big chat. Okay. So, yeah. So
1: maybe you should write down, maybe you ask him to write down what he wants to talk about. Well, that's Irrespective a good idea. of emotion, right? Just take out all of the emotion and just lay down the facts.
0: Oh, that's a really good. I like that. Yeah.
1: And then maybe you guys sit back to back, so maybe you don't even look at each other, so you feel like
0: more comfortable saying it. Oh my god, I love this. I'm going to record this, Ashley Darby. <laughs> and think of you. What's your one other non-negotiable in a relationship?
1: Um, so kids is a big one for me. Have to, okay. to have kids. Um, and I'm not super religious, so if you're like really into dogma and you're like going to preach to me about Jesus and all this stuff and tell me that I can't drink and like all that jazz. Peace out, homeboy.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, I was—I didn't even get a chance to talk about this because we have to like wrap up the show. But did you watch Wild Wild Country on Netflix? No, you, you need to. It's like an amazing sex cult, like guru, like yoga guru. Oh my who gosh! Basically, like in the eighties buys this property in Oregon and like thousands of people come and then the townspeople get really like scared of what they're doing in there I mean it's unbelievable like you're not going to believe that it happened and played out in mainstream media you'll be obsessed oh you my go- gosh it's I'm, it's I'm my new it. making the murderer like it's yeah. that good it's so addictive you're going to be like oh my god what happens next what happens next it's really really okay, good. good yeah and, I've been watching
1: the- this one on Nat Geo by Will Smith one one big rock
0: Oh, yes, I've heard people, yeah. lots of people are talking about that. Mm-hmm. All right, that's on my list. Yeah. Uh, we end the show with some of our favorite memes of the week. These are our memes be like, what? On the Hate for H podcast. podcast. Um, so this oh, one is gosh. from Kristen, and she says, hate when people use their zodiac to justify <gasps> shitty behavior. Like, sorry, I can't help it. I'm a Scorpio. No, Karen, you're just a bitch. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I do this
0: all the time. My
1: best friend's a Scorpio, and, so, and we're, we're both into astrology. So it's like, oh, yeah, you're just a Gemini. You're an air sign, so you're very fluid. Yeah, when I'm flaky. It's like, oh, it's, it's my Gemini side. Like, I had to cancel on you because I'm a Gemini. Like, sorry.
0: <laughs> so okay, guilty. you can relate. Um, and I think we have one. AJ, do we have one more? Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, this one was hysterical, too, for an April Fool's joke. Oh, my God. I've never... Saw something so sad. And the caption is, if someone did this to me, they'd die a very painful death. And I wouldn't regret it one bit. And it's someone who gave their office a stack of Krispy Kreme boxes. But when you open them, it's vegetables and ranch dip. And it says April (laughs) Fool's on the inside. That is the worst joke. You think so? Oh, I'd be pissed. I love donuts. (laughs) Me too. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Did anyone play an April Fool's joke on you yesterday? Michael said he
1: did. And it was like something I was like "You what boy (laughs) come on you gotta come more correct but he's actually a very good pranker so I'm not prankster I'm not going to ask him to do
0: anything because he'll get me yeah he's very mischievous like he he, you guys have that fun playfulness about you too yeah I'm like
1: dang I gotta keep up like Halloween he loves dressing up for Halloween like he really likes that kind of stuff he's very mentally like into that that's
0: great like he has a whole youthful way Oh my God, I love you. Thank you for being on. You are amazing. Ashley Darby, I mean, everybody basically knows where they can find you and follow you on Instagram, but what's your Instagram handle? What's your Twitter handle? What are your sort of favorite social medias? (laughs) It's so funny because I refuse to give out my maiden name. So
1: my Instagram name is Ashley Bolch Darby. (laughs) It's long and it's hard to spell, but that's my name. And my Instagram name is underscore Ashley Darby.
0: Love it. I mean, Twitter, Twitter,
1: Twitter. Is that what I say? Your Twitter handle?
0: Yep. Yeah, my, Perfect. my Twitter fingers. And we can follow you and watch you every Sunday night on Bravo.
1: Yes, so right now we're airing at 10 p.m. for okay. a couple weeks because we're ushering in another show. But soon we'll return back to our regular scheduled time. Which is 8
0: o'clock? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock on Sunday nights. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're babe. so fabulous. Yeah. Love you Thank you <sighs> so, so much, Sarah. I, uh, You're <sighs> the best. You're you the best. guys, yeah. thank you so much for joining the podcast. You can always follow me at oh, HeyFrage. Hey, you can yes, email me Sarah. all your craziness to Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Bye,
1: everybody. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Ashley time Jeremy.
0: to go drink yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast not a cast but hey all right who made oh this my oh my god she got the scoop hey. on pop culture news so grab a drink it ain't what you think it's Sarah and the crew hey.